0: Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I am Courtney Kosak, and I am here with Steve Hernandez, frequent guest co-host. Good to be here. (laughs) And and our guest for today, who I'm super excited about, Bridget Phetasy. Hi.
1: Bridge came in hot. Came she came in hot, saying, Oh my God. You know, I heard when you start using Tinder that it's nothing for the little babies. And I was like, Can you please shut the. Can you save it for the podcast? So, Bridge, the mics are on. It's, it, the floor is Hang on, system. hang on.
0: Oh. I want to give it. She is a Playboy columnist. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> And a stand up comedian. Everyone already knows this. It's going to be <laughs> on the
1: description. Everyone's going to tune in for that.
0: And she has been on this show last season. Yeah. So, check out that, that was fun. interview.
2: Now, that's when she called me out on my apocalypse fetish. She's the first person who's ever done that. Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's so clear. I know, but <laughs> you're, the, you're the first one that's ever called me out on it. I was so impressed. And then the producer came out, and he was like, um, it's not if, it's when. And I was like, thank uh, you, sir. And he showed me his whole prepper list. Uh, and I was like, I'm not the only one, Dick.
1: And they've been dating ever since.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And they're both. yeah. Um. yeah so I came in hot because I've never been on tinder I've always which I know I sound like a grandma and I just started using Instagram I am basically like a grandma yeah. um I just wasn't I feel like that if I'm going to use those things I want to have like an intention and I went kind of directly to bumble mostly because my playboy editor made me he's like you're not on dating apps Seriously. I was like, <laughs> this was like two years ago. So I went on Bumble because Tinder seemed kind of trashy to me, and everything I'd heard was not negative. And it seemed more just like hooking up, which I I don't. I'm like, why do you need this? I can go into a bar and just be like, you, let's go fuck. I don't. I don't feel like it's that different than just being out in the world. I guess. Um, it seemed like a a middleman. I guess. <laughs> it seemed like an extra step. So, I, d- I never did it if I wanted to hook up like that. And then, do you just re-
0: have a deep enough pool that you just like have people to choose from when you want to? Well, I always
2: have like what I would call stable generally. It's different. It's been different lately because I got dared on my podcast. Um, I have a podcast called Bench. Courtney, you guys, you guys are welcome on. There, we talk about relationships. My co host dared me to do 90 days of celibacy when we oh, started. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I think I was in it when I went on your, your show. Yes. And I made it 89 days. And... which Oh is my close God, enough. <laughs> what happened? My kryptonite. Uh, he's like the reason I went celibate. And then I cracked. I just fucking cracked. And I... It was like relapsing on heroin. This, this guy is... He, he's not good for me, but the sex is... not It's like Kama Sutra level. Sex and just incredible seven orgasm. My seven orgasm rule is broken and like I have a seven orgasm rule. After seven orgasms, if that's not a viable relationship, you gotta abort it and so (laughs) it'll be like, it's so good. Because after that, I feel like I don't have control over the chemistry.
1: Does that include um, like if you come three times in one sesh?
2: Well, that's like this guy. I broke that seven orgasm rule a lot. So I started going down that rabbit hole feeling like I just feel like I the chem, the chemistry takes over and I lose the ability to know all the things I know about him logically before the uh-huh. seven orgasms. Like, oh, he's totally a commitment phobe. He's not ready for a relationship. He's maybe a sociopath. All these different things that are very clear. Once the chemistry and the oxytocin start, it's oh, yeah. like an acid trip. Yeah, I feel like I lose... Yeah, and then I miss him and I feel insecure and I'm jealous. All oh, the shit that I don't actually believe is true. So that, um, but I kept going back, like that was, he was like my drug, my dick of choice I was calling it. It was like my drug. When was the last
1: time you slept with that guy?
2: Oh, since eight, whenever that 89 days, I blocked him after that, I had to. I had, not even because he was reaching out to me, but because that way I can text him and it just goes into the nothing and even and I haven't even texted him but
1: So wait, you just cracked the one time? <sighs>
2: yeah. And then I went another like 100 days and then I cracked with another guy that I was ch- I I brought in kind of a backup to try. It's like the second line, <laughs> the second string deck. Oh, sure. <laughs> you bring it in, to, it's like a sure. trick. You bring it in to try and replace the first string you're trying to avoid it never works. But <laughs> Then I kind of got attached to him because we started fucking a lot and he was, you know, improving, I would say, in, nature, in, our, in our, our intimate relations. <laughs> and then I started having feelings for him, so then I had to cut him off. I wrote about him, actually. I wrote about both of them, but he, I wrote about him in the... I was using him for sex during the election. I, c- I don't drink or smoke mm-hmm. weed or uh-huh. anything anymore. And so I was just fucking second-string dick for an escape and then suddenly one day I started getting more sensitive and he I was masturbating in bed to try and get him like not all guys like morning sex and I was trying to I love morning sex and I wake up hot horny always and I wanted him to have sex with me and I was masturbating and then I just kind of finished off and I rolled over and he was on his phone texting or like surfing whatever reading the fucking news and I was Mortified, it was rock bottom. I mean, <laughs> just the most demoralizing Whoa, moment. Man. And I was like, get out of here. I was so upset. And he's like, quit being such a baby. To be fair, I was being a baby.
1: I mean, I don't know. I was you, being a
2: brat. I mean, a girl I was If being... to masturbate,
1: you gotta hop in.
2: I, I agree, but he's young and dumb, and also kind of. A, I mean, ju- I don't know. I've, I'm making excuses for him because I finally cracked and fucked him recently, so now I'm trying to justify again, it. Again, so after the after I swore him off, I was like, "Never will you touch this this castle ever again." <laughs> when you enter me,
1: so this is just sex. It's just your vice that you're always trying to rein in. Then, really, right? Oh
2: God, forever. And July is like my peak. <laughs> promiscuous July I love it oh July I've become like a 19 18 19 year old all over I feel it coming I'm like oh no it's when I used to drink it was I I thought that I was You know, I'm sure I was a hot mess, but I thought I just made it look amazing. But I was just like raging. It was the peak of my (laughs) using, and it was always the peak of like my promiscuity and horniness. And just like,
1: yeah, summer has that. Just because of the temperature?
2: Just because it is the heat. It's pool
1: parties, it's bikinis. Everyone's
2: naked. I just go into heat. I mean, I'm in heat. I was rollerblading today. I almost killed myself because I was checking some dude out who had like the perfect little V's and he was talking to someone. And then like this freaking kid, little kid was crossing with a, a boogie board and I almost killed him and myself because I'm just in heat. So well, I, you're, I've you're, been cracking.
1: you're sexually peaking, right? But you, it sounds I've like been you've been, been your horny your whole life, yeah.
2: since I was like six, I think. Um,
1: have you, how old were you when you, uh, when you could orgasm? How old were oh you? young. young i mean you figure it i out? remember and masturb- you're able yeah. to do uh vaginally too yeah oh cool oh really I,
2: yeah i used to ma- i was masturbating when i was really young i would get re- in trouble my mom would like come get me for dinner and i would be just like <laughs> tearing away on the bunk bed
0: that's so funny i would i would play with myself but i wasn't like inserting oh i was putting everything in the
2: house like, by, by the time i was like 13. I had so many – I just wanted – I felt like I wanted to know that feeling. It was like – it was biological. It's just, you know, I wanted something in there. I wanted to feel what that felt like. And But weirdly, I just got my first vibrator. Like, oh, yeah. Last time on the show, we were like, you need to <laughs> – you need to get out there and get one of those. I got one. I got one. I went shopping um, with a girl, and she helped me. And I left it in the box for, like – 90 days. I think it was like most of my 90 days. They're like, take it out of the fucking box, Bridger. What's your problem? And I didn't want to break the seal, and then I took it out, and I still kind of like, eh. Huh. I thought
1: like it. My, my girlfriend doesn't like vibrators that much.
2: I, it's the internal, external. I mean, I can come in under... It's like, I can't even go 10 seconds. It's so fast. It's, yeah. Even when I'm like edging and trying to... It's like, ah, and then I'm, I'm done. It's too fast. And... I don't think it's like desensitizing me because I'm not using it, but I think so much of the what I'm the addiction part of my like chasing that high, I it's like men, I the uh-huh. smell and the way they feel and just fucking with their heads and like just kind of like messing with their egos. I don't know, I mean, I
1: love that stuff too. I love, I love, I love the we- game, I love it, I love women, I love all that, and I like. But my girlfriend's very sensitive and she's she's getting better by it because it's like I'm sorry this isn't gonna change yeah. this kind of really energizes me yeah. I like it but she's very sensitive to how I am but I'll we'll meet be at a party and then I'll meet someone and you could just feel the it just start to cook and I'm not gonna do anything with them, yeah but we're just talking yeah and we're you know we're having fun and everything and then you just see Julie like. Like blazing in the corner, and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you right now. Like, do you want me to just shut all this down? I was like, I would never do anything it's, to betray it's you. It's like
0: but. the Patrice O'Neill bit. He's like, you don't, you wouldn't even want me if I couldn't catch fish. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, if I couldn't catch fish yeah, anymore, I would what? never
1: betray <laughs> you. I would never lie to you. I think you're an amazing partner, but I fucking this, this is life to me. This is why I live. Is when you just meet someone and you get that it just starts uh, cooking right away.
2: Yeah, that it right. happen
1: all the time. But it does happen sometimes when you're like just and you're like, all right, it's we're in that pocket, baby. Let's have some fun right now.
2: Oh, uh, that's what happens. I mean, that's what you kind of have to keep alive in a relationship to keep the relationship going because it's that famous familiarity breeds contempt. That's what happens. You lose that, you know, with your person that you're with all the time and like. My friend, he's very funny. He has a whole like rule, like the underwear in the shower. He's like the minute of the underwear. He he's like I. When people's wives start <laughs> cleaning their underwear and hanging it in the shower, that's when you you're like no, let's keep some of this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe don't poop in front of me, and and maybe just keep that. Like we're still kind of dating and cute and flirty and. I, I would argue that when I'm like open about that stuff, that for me is so, I'm so squeamish and personal because I've been single for so long that that means I'm like really comfortable with someone if I can like leave my underwear in their shower or whatever. But I think it, it is, I, I think monogamy is hard. I just got interviewed about being single by choice, which you would think is not a big deal. But mm-hmm. when you think it's like, they were asking me what a challenge was of being single, and I'm like, most people can't accept that a woman would choose to be single. That's mm-hmm. the thing that drives me crazy, is they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Like, se- I'm like, I just don't want...
0: I very much was si- single by ch- choice until I met my boyfriend. Right. I mean, I was like dating people and messing around with people, but I, I didn't find anyone mm-hmm. that I was really ready to...
1: But you you actively don't want a relationship is that what you're saying?
2: Um I I was saying I don't close myself down to it. I try to remain open to all things in life. I find that when I say never, I start moving in that direction, like some resistant, defiant, Irish like just rebellious part of my own brain is like, "I'll fucking show you never you'll be married in a week, bitch." So I've learned that that works against me. So I wouldn't say, no, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not actively looking for one. I'm not closed down to the idea that I think love is like the great curveball. I think you can come out of nowhere and change your life. And any, it's exciting to me that that can be around the corner. Although I also worry that because I haven't really been in anything long term since I was, I was married really young, that... And that was the longest relationship I was in. I was 23 until I was 28. And I worry that I always I love the like new, like you and I were talking, that new love feeling and the excitement and the game and the flirtation and the push and the pull and the, I can't have you, but take me and, and that, you know, once you get past that, I'm like, and I'm bored. Yeah. I get bored. So I'll think I want a relationship maybe with someone. And then when I actually start playing that tape all the way through, I'm like, no.
1: You think you are afraid? I mean, it's so. It's just to say, you're, you are afraid of intimacy then?
2: Well, totally. I mean, we joke about this on my podcast. When they say intimacy yeah. about me, yeah. my my podcast partner's like, there's the face, the little baby sucking a lemon for the first <laughs> time. I'm like, Ew! So
1: was the last man you were intimate, had an intimate relationship like that? Uh, was it your husband?
2: Um, I'm intimate with people in different ways so I would say there are some men that I'm very emotionally intimate with and we might not even be having sex there's some men that I'm physically intimate with and maybe not as open with Mm -hmm. my hopes and dreams and heart I have had men that I traveled the world with and we were intimate but I have a yes I have a very hard time marrying intimacy and sex they're very compartmentalized for me and obviously there's fear in that and we were talking about this you know when you're single and they're like well if it's easy for people to say that she's just that's just a reaction to her upbringing and fear and all these things and i'm like yeah you don't say that to people who are in couples you don't say oh that's just a reaction to your abandonment issues and fear of being alone so i think all of us kind of end up in places where you're, you're we're all reacting to our upbringing and to our fears and to our but for some reason when you're single, it's just more, you know, it's like, oh, you have intimacy issues and low self-esteem or whatever that might be. But absolutely, I do have, I don't trust people easily at all. I mean, not to, not to go down this road, but I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my
1: God, give me a break. That is so funny.
2: I mean, not to brag or anything, and not to freak you guys out, because I know you believe this stuff. But yes, yeah, so I do I do have trust issues. And if you knew my whole backstory, you would understand, like my therapist is like, it's a miracle you trust men at all yeah. with my history. So yeah. I feel like I make strides, and I've learned that it takes time to kind of, to, to it, some someone has to kind of earn that. I'm not. It's easy for me to like just fuck someone. That's, yeah. But to like when someone's like look me in the eye and like be oh, passionate, yeah. I'm like oh god, eye contact, Jesus, turn me over, please. <laughs> Did you have
0: both of the intimacy and great sex with your husband?
2: You know, yes. And, and how long were
1: you married for? And how, how old were you when you got married?
2: Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. She, yeah um so 23 and we got together when I was 22 we were engaged for a year we got married when I was 23 and we were together three more years beyond that and then we got separated because I couldn't remain faithful I just was having a hard time we had great sex I wanted more out of life I'd kind I, I would say and it's funny I was just talking about this on the way here I would say that I was at a a bottom, or not a bottom, I'd kind of given up on myself and I didn't realize it at the time. So I just conceded to the idea that I was supposed to be, I had all these big dreams of starting my company and coming to LA and I'd been living in LA and I moved home to help for various reasons. Um, It's out on the East Coast. So Mm -hmm. I I went to like my home with my family and then I basically got stuck in like the, it's a resort town. So I got stuck uh-huh. in that restaurant industry rut. And my dad warned me. He's like, don't get stuck here. Make your money, pay off your credit card and go back to LA and keep writing and doing what you're doing. And I got, it was like a seven year, I call them the dark years. Oh yeah, It was like a I vortex. call those my
1: TGF Friday yeah. years, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I was really, I looking back, hindsight is obviously 2020. I was alcoholically drinking. Yeah. And I found yoga, and it sounds so cliche and stupid, but yoga did save me in a way. I wouldn't, because I was in rehab at 19 for a heroin addiction, I was like, oh, as long as I'm not using heroin, I'm fine. And then I kind of was very anti, like program, sobriety, any of it, to the point that I never even thought to get sober and stop drinking. But when I found yoga, it slowed me down enough And then, in order to kind of progress in yoga and move through those blocks that are in your body, you have to, like, face the blocks. And I started getting panic attacks and anxiety, and I didn't ever have any of that, and I knew I was lying to myself. And
1: this was all through yoga?
2: Yeah, yoga really, like, pushed that shit to the forefront. I could not avoid it. It was in my body. And I remember lying in, like, Shavasana, which is the people who don't know, it's, like, the final pose where you look like you're dead. And... I'd be like, ah, I have to, I just, it was that little voice of like, you're lying to yourself, this isn't working. And then now I know I don't medicate my anxiety at all because now I see it as a signpost when I'm like, something is out of alignment. When I'm lying to myself about something, I'll start getting that like anxious feeling in my stomach and my heart racing. And I'm like, and now I can also tell the difference when it's me something that I'm lying and sometimes I'm just picking it up from people around me. These are all things that I think I was medicating. I didn't know how to wrestle with all of it, but being sober now I'm like, "Oh, this person's fucking nuts and they've got like a weird vibe and I'm just picking mm-hmm. up their like free floating anxiety or oh, I'm I'm lying to myself about this relationship because I want I think when I was with this really wealthy man, I really wanted it to work. It would have been an insanely amazing lifestyle, but I wasn't ready, and so I was lying to myself and him, and I started getting anxiety, and I was like, I gotta go. Same thing. My mom was like, okay, you know you wanna leave him. This is when I was married. And, cause I told her, I'm like, I think I need to get divorced. This isn't working for me,
1: and. And it really was a matter of just monogamy.
2: Monogamy, and he was. I was moving in a direction that. I mean, he's now remarried with kids, and he just same, didn't want
1: that life. Totally, yeah. that you want yeah, and
2: yeah. I wanted to be back here, and I kept trying to get back here, and I look at all the shit that I've done since I left, and no wonder I was getting anxiety. And no, I've had it. I've seen the half of the world, and I mean, it's. It, yeah, I see now that I see what's come out of me since then. That was inside of me that I was repressing and my brain was telling me, all that bullshit your brain tells you, the story you make up about yourself. And I just like, I, now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, yeah, of course I was having fucking panic attacks and airports and like wanting to take my clothes off and scream. <laughs> so I sat down and I was like, I can, my mom's like, all right, make a plan, save money, you know, very practical, my mom's been divorced. And I'm like, okay. And then the next day, I just sat down. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I was out, like, two days later, homeless, (laughs) sleeping on couches. Like, I didn't have anywhere to live. No plan. No money. I just can't. Once that, it's like any, it's a curse of the writer or just even speaking something. You're like, once you know it, you're like, fuck, I have to do something about this now. Not, like, planning quietly, stashing my money away. Same thing with the the rich guy. We were in Saint Tropez and we were supposed to go to London to the Olympics and we were supposed to go to the you know, like tennis here and he wanted to he was really wanting to marry me and I was like, I can't do this anymore and I was on a plane the next day. I was just like I can't I've come too far, I think, to I've overcome too many of those internal barriers to like lie to myself when I'm in those
0: mm-hmm.
2: situations where although everyone's like you're crazy what are you doing why are you leaving this, this is amazing I'm like it's a, it's a it's might be a golden it's a gilded cage in that situation and,
1: a, and all this has led you to tinder
2: and that's where that's where people like me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's been such a riot some and i've only been on for three days i'm sure i'll bottom out <laughs> It's like a drug. I feel like I'm totally, snorting dick right totally. now. <laughs> well, it's you, Courtney, swiping. you were it's on. It's liter- You never you, did it, did No, you? I never
1: did it, no.
0: Um, yeah. It's that I would wind up doing it in traffic. Oh, and yeah. And just being like, What Whoa. am I doing? Yeah. It's like drinking in traffic yeah. or something. It's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, it just consumes so much of your time. It's so
2: time consuming. It's like a full-time job. That's part of the reason I avoided it and i do it i mean i'm an addict so i definitely feel like i'm snorting dick right now it's up until like three o'clock in the morning yes just swiping 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 and it's like and then they're hitting me up because of course i swipe with them and i'm like i'm going to bed I'm, what, I'm like what am i doing this is like doing a line of cocaine before you like have to pat and then passing out i don't even know why i'm doing this especially when you give in to all the
0: messaging which i was i'm very was very cold about. I'd be like, you want to meet me for a drink? No, yeah. yes, no, whatever. Let's move on. But if you start messaging with people all the time and feel like you have to do that back and forth
2: all day oh, yeah. long, it's insane. It's nuts. So one guy, I I like to fuck with them all, of course. I can't help it. I'm such a trick. It's like my nature is, it's trickster. Trickster mythology is fascinating to me. <laughs> I know you laugh at this. It is fascinating, okay? The coyote energy is strong in this one. <laughs> I think it's strong in you too. So, but it is that aspect of like, he who dupes others and also dupes himself. You know, the the great, it's, you end up kind of fucking yourself over in the long run, even when you're, I, my friends always used to say that they, they, they feel like I'm like a little kid. Like the world to me is like a little kid in an elevator with like a button panel. And then I'll push all the buttons and it's like, oh, but now I need to stop on every floor. I don't think about the ramifications of those button pushing, that instinct. But so online, of course, I'm like fucking with this kid. He's like, swipe right if you want to party. And it's like rich kid of Instagram, boats and yachts. I'm like, what's with all the jets and boats? And he's like, I was like, and I messaged him because, I mean, I see it as, like, market research. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what's going on in the minds of 23 to 27-year-olds today. It's not much different than in my day. But nothing. Boobs and, like, pussies. But (laughs) it hasn't changed probably in all of eternity. And he's like, well, I was like, what if I swipe right because I want to (laughs) cuddle? And he's like, "Oh, will cuddle the fuck out of you. And then he said something like, when I fuck you, I'll make you feel 22. something he's like, are you really 38? I'm like, yeah, I'm lying up. And he's like, uh, what? Well, when I fuck you, I'll make you feel 22. And I was like, oh jeepers? But it auto-corrected to, oh, herpes? <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, I mean jeepers. I was like, auto-correct nose. And he's like, what, you have herpes? I'm like, no, I just kind of assumed you did. I'm a comic, I was joking didn't go well from there. Then he goes into this long thing about how he's like, I fucked so, he's like, I just got tested and I fucked so many bitches raw dog. It's amazing. I have so, I've had so many pussy juices on me. I can't believe I didn't have anything. And then I was like classy. And he's like, my, my dick is like a juicy juicer. It's like a juicery. There's so many juices on it. I was like, all right, well, you know, they don't standardly test for HSV, right? And he's like, that's not true. They do. And I was like, um 87 of people who have herpes don't know it and he's like now i know why you're 38 and on tinder <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm oh my like, god because i'm
2: full of useful sti information <laughs> i just wrote a three-part fucking piece on it for playboy and i do like planned parenthood sex ad it's like part of my no, fucking it's job literally it's literally your that job shit. yeah, yeah. So I was laughing. They just don't know what to do. It didn't go well. He's like, want to sit on my face to make up for it? I was, I was like, I apologize. I'm, I shouldn't be fucking with you like this. It's not fair.
0: Hey, guys. I interrupt with a quick word from our fine sponsors. First of all, Lola Tampons. You guys, I love this brand. Lola Tampons are awesome. They're founded by women for women. It makes your month so much easier. Lola is a subscription that is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of light, regular, supers, how many boxes you get, how often they come, because nobody knows your body like you do. And the subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. And the best thing about Lola, even though there are like a million awesome things, is they don't use that harsh synthetic crap that all the major brands are using. They're 100% cotton and they come with BPA-free plastic applicators. Plus they're delivered right to your door in a super cute box. It just doesn't get any better than that. So for 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter "Bites" when you subscribe. Again, you guys, you gotta save 60% off your first order. So go to mylola.com and enter promo code Bytes, Bytes with a Y, always with a Y, and try them out, you're gonna love it. Lola tampons, they're awesome. Okay, so after you order those Lola tampons, you gotta check out the new series, The Bold Type. You guys, it premiered July 11th on Freeform. It is an awesome show, you gotta check it out immediately. I saw the pilot, I'm gonna watch all the episodes. It was inspired by the women of Cosmo, the show follows these three 20 something babes as they try to make their mark covering sex, politics, and fashion at a premier women's magazine in New York City. It's like the dream, my high school fantasy. Uh, these girls are hooking up, they're feminist as fuck, they're super dedicated to their friendship. It's such a fun, brave, sexy, provocative show. It reminds me of Sex in the City. You guys are gonna love it. So, watch. The Bold Type, series premiere July 11th and Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. The Bold Type, check it out. And now back to our interview.
2: But then this, I started interacting, there's a super hot one. We'll call him American flag bathing suit. And so hot, they're so fucking hot, those young ones. Jesus Christ. And I love the like, I just love the interactions like, oh, He's like, "What do? You, how'd you get your job? Blah blah blah." And then I'm like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "Whatever it takes." And I'm like, "Oh, so nothing? You live in your parents? <laughs> you live in your parents' house in Malibu? Like, we know where this is heading." But American bathing suit guy, he American flag suit. He and I have been chatting, and we were gonna like go see a movie, maybe even. And he seemed older than he's 23. He seemed older than um, he was, but we've had a good interaction and. And so today we're chatting and and, and he's we're, he's talking about my articles and he's asking me all these questions and, and then he's asking me, he's like, oh, I read an article, you're a an hair addict, and did you share needles because I'm worried about my safety? I was like, okay, you're fine, don't worry. It was cute, you know, I'm like, I respect that question, it's adorable. And... Then today we're chatting all this time and he's like, I I feel horrible. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I got married two weeks ago. How did I get the one fucking 23 year old who got married two weeks ago in the courthouse to a 34 year old that he met four months ago on Bumble? He's gonna be a terrible husband. (laughs) God. Yeah,
1: you only have to wait 6 you months know what, or so.
2: You know what fucks fucking pisses me off though more is it's almost the reverse. I have two things. two now I have two. It was one big pet peeve when men rob women of those baby-making years. I th- and they're not interested. I think it's like you deserve to go to hell. It's fucked up. Don't do it. I it really is wrong when a woman especially not even in the late 20s but in those years where it's like you're getting down
1: What years are you talking about?
2: Now it's been pushed so far back. But I would say anywhere from like 28 to 38, if you're dicking around with somebody and you're... Because it takes time to meet someone. And she wants to have a baby. And she wants to have kids. And you have no intention of having kids or even staying with her. It's fucked up. It's just fucked up. Yeah. Because you can't get that time back. And I would say from my perspective hearing this story, it's fucked up of her to like marry a 23-year-old. I would never like... Not that she bullied him into it, but I would never let a 23-year-old dude marry me. Yeah. I yeah. think that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Especially after four months. What are you fucking doing? That's crazy. That's crazy. And now I kind of see it from the perspective when I got married at 23 of everyone being like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. You're 23 i wonder how
0: many they whenever they there's an article that comes out about it it's like a crazy percentage of the people on tinder are married oh really yeah like a third or something wow and
2: i have had sorry your husband's on tinder i have had
0: people that i know are married super like me and then i i went through this period where i and they know you yeah whoa we Scandalous. it's clear It's clear that that is the person that I think it is. And it's clear that I am the person, they know me as well. Right. Um, And then I deleted, which, you know, a friend could be swiped. It's fucked up that they're on there, but whatever. There's also, I deleted my app and it loses all your matches. And then I restarted Tinder a little bit later and that same person liked me again. Whoa. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And knowing that they're married, there was no like, I'm in an open thing and
2: you know. Yeah. Just weird. I'm on Ashley Madison just for research. Oh yes, I wanted to talk to you about this. And just for research,
0: for real? Is that real? For real, yeah.
2: Just for research, for real. Because I have no interest in married men. They're like, what? Unless you're like, what do you, what do you have to offer me? Literally, unless you're like paying for my entire life, why the fuck would I get involved with a married guy that's retarded? <laughs> um i thought you had a thing for married guys uh if i now have uh standards around it i would say that i do have a thing for unavailable men i don't act on it like i have a thing for alcohol that's you know but i don't necessarily drink it but there are a lot of men who are in relationships married where they're in either open relationships or there's they've done studies and they find that the most successful you know marriages it's not necessarily like polyamorous it's the ones where it's like don't ask don't tell so a lot of couples have that a lot of people on Ashley Madison who got busted they they have that or or arrangement where it's like don't embarrass me go get your rocks off we've been together for 30 years we don't want to separate our finances and the kids and all that shit so whatever, just don't be an idiot and be safe and don't bring anything home and don't marry, don't date psychos who are going to cause a lot of drama. And so those guys, whatever, like I, I'm okay with having interactions with that, but I, it has to be clear and I take it, you know, I'm always taking their word for it, which is very uh-huh. dangerous because who's to say that that is the arrangement, but... Um, it's very rare. I don't really engage in that kind of behavior. I I try, it's, it's pointless for me. I, I'd rather fuck around with a really super hot 27 year old, whatever. Um, but I'm on just to see because my Mm -hmm. friend is on it and she's been like, it's crazy. You've got, it's the writer in me. I'm like, she's like, the material is endless. Does she do it for real? Yeah. And I would say... I am shocked at how many 28 and 26 and 27-year-olds are on Ashley Madison already. Because I would have thought it was all, like, 40, 40 or plus, yeah. you know? People have be married a while, and it's, like, a just treasured trove of, um, like, 28-year-olds and maybe not even married. They're just in, like, a long-term relationship or living together, and they're just not satisfied sexually. I can't believe how many people are in... Not satisfying sexually relationships. I feel like that's a be- like you. That's a baseline. You have you to, have, have, to have, the- have that. I think that good sex keeps you in bad relationships for longer than you should, and it keeps you in good relationships when shit is bad. It mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. the baseline.
1: But if you know sex stops being good, it's hard to lose someone that you love.
2: So you're in a sexless relationship. Oh no, mine is good. <laughs> mine is really good. Have and you had an experience with that? Um.
1: Let's see, my wife and I were in an open marriage, Okay. and uh, we were polyamorous. And Did it work? Our, um,
2: di- are you divorced now? We're divorced, oh, okay. uh, so but I don't know
1: Yeah, whether or not that works or anything, but uh, we wanted two different things. It was mostly, I started be I'm a comedian as well, and uh, I started doing that after we got married, which is like, if you didn't sign no, up to be married no. to a comedian, it's That's a bullshit line. That's like my mark.
2: co-host, Ken. He's yeah. like, oh great, you're going to go make no money forever? Oh, who's your co-host? Ken Gar. Oh, I know Ken. Yeah, yeah. okay
1: so uh yeah um yeah so that it kind of fell apart for that but i remember our sex life the last year like was just was just done which is i what i don't know if polyamory that kind of thing would it's really hard to compete with if you're having sex with someone that you just met the sex is amazing Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to like go back to the other thing Mm -hmm. where this is purely out for intimacy's sake.
2: Mm-hmm. Your next like, partner or whatever. Yeah. So called. I mean,
1: you know, there'd be some times when we would start to have sex and I could tell she didn't really care to do it, and I didn't, and we'd be like I'd be like, We don't have to do this if you yeah, don't want yeah. And it was like so that's like pretty sad, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But you know, I you have So to,
2: why'd you end up breaking up?
1: Um, just because we figured out that we wanted two different things of right. Right. Yeah. We just wanted two different things right. in left. life. We went to counseling, it took like a year of us ah. like continually talking about it. and Healthy. Yeah, it wasn't, at first it was like there's no way, like there's no way we we're gonna get, but after the year, you talk about it every other month, then you talk about it once a month, then you talk about it once a week, and it was just the sadness that's over the whole thing. Right. And it's like, what can, you know, it, it just became so sad that you had to get out of it.
2: How long were you married?
1: Five years, I okay. think, five, six years. Yep. We were together like seven or eight, something okay. like that. But uh, yeah, we still text. Um, you know, I te- yeah. text her like so do my ex
2: and I. Yeah, we have a good, you know, cordial, friendly.
1: Yeah, I would. I would like to be better friends with her, but she has zero interest. In that. Uh. <laughs> but she's not like she's not dumb about it. We have lunch like a couple times a year, but she's also like, no, like I do not know. It. She's actually kind of funny. She's very cold hearted like that. She's <laughs> Like I have no what no, get away from me. I don't care like that. Uh, but. Yeah, so now you know. Now with my girlfriend, I'm making sure we have tons of sex and not to let it go. And she needs it a lot too. I don't. I don't. I think we've decided that her uh, love language is uh, touch. Uh (laughs) So there's a lot of times in the morning, all the time, she does this thing where she turns over. She turns over like this. Oh yeah, the back
2: up. Yeah. Oh, I know that. And she looks back,
1: and it's like, I think if I wouldn't have been married before, I wouldn't have known. But now I'm like, every time she does that, which is a lot. Uh, which is almost like every day we spend the night together. Um, Every night we spend the night together. She, uh, I'm like, okay, I I just make myself do it. And it's like going to the gym. Because right when you you slide into that hot puss, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. But you got to be on the treadmill and being like, I got to do this more often. (laughs) It's like the healthy thing to do when you're in love with someone. Just like you said, it it keeps relationships together. So even if you don't necessarily feel like doing it all the time, um, and my girlfriend's beautiful and sexy and all that stuff. So... But, you know, you just make yourself and then it's it's great for the relationship overall.
2: I remember when I was married, when my ex-husband and I would be just like nipping at each other, and this happens even when you're in just a relationship, not necessarily married, and you're kind of like, and you haven't had sex in a while, and then you fuck and you're like, oh, that's what was wrong. You yeah. haven't fucked in two days or three days or whatever the length of time is. And sometimes you just need to like clear the air. I know that move well though. My ex-husband and I called that the lazy boy because I would like back up and (laughs) just like like throw a leg over and be like, all right, morning orgasm. Lazy boy. Yeah. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's been it's interesting to be on Tinder. I I have not found it I haven't bottomed out. Again, it's day three. You're gonna have to have me on in six months when I'm like, get me off of it. And I'm all junkied out. And have you shaking. met? Wait, have you met anyone from? Me not yet? in person. But oh, I you think, should do that. I think American flag bathing suit guy and I are going because we talked on the way here. Because I was like, whoa, that was like a curveball that even I did not see coming. Because I'm like, of course I find the one fucking 23 year old. It's not just like some dude who wants to bang. It's like some guy who made some crippling life decision. Like we stumbled into the right person. You right, found like right. I am an expert in this entire situation. I did get married at the same exact age. When you
1: say you talked, have you spoken to him on the phone?
2: Yeah, we talked the entire drive here.
1: And today was the first day you spoke with him. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's yeah. and that's going but I mean, well. Just it's normal. Like two days ago, yeah, it's fine. We're gonna like have coffee later. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, uh, that's great. Does the so, so how long have you been sober? It'll be four years and It's like three. 3 years and 9 months. Does nine that months? factor into the dating? It's hard situation sometimes. At all? I tell people right out of the gates when we start talking because a lot of men more than I'm comfortable with realizing don't know how to approach a woman unless she's drunk, which is unnerving. Like they just don't know how to do it. They feel like she needs to be kind of lubricated for them to like make a move or maybe they need to be too, but they don't really know how to handle, like, a sober woman. And the Playboy advisor thing, the Playboy thing, I mean, I have, like, my friend Ken, my co-host, he's like, Bridget, you have a fucking bounty on your head on that site. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, well, I want to say fuck the Playboy sex columnist. So he was like, you know, be very selective for that. And that was good advice because I was just, like, a kid in a candy store. I'm like, I want to fuck everyone. With the Tinder thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I wonder what it would be like if you didn't. I bet you're getting extra crazy shit because of that detail. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm sure at Playboy they're like, "Why the fuck is Bridget's column like going?" The analytics are probably like, "What's going on here? Why is their column just getting like trolled by all these random people and the old ones?" And it's funny cuz it's like a guerrilla marketing tactic. You know, it is it is kind totally. of marketing. because I was on Bumble with none of that. And I I've done saying that I work for them, not saying that I work for them. Eventually, if I meet them, I have to be honest and say that I do. And on Tinder, because it's so just like, bottom of the barrel kind of like, I'm I'm like, fuck it, I might as well. I mean, it's a lot of people I know have met on there, but I think because it's like, just a, a more hookup or whatever, I'm like, why not use it to like, this is my target audience. I should have been on here for like the past two years, just letting people like, even come through and go read some. Like one guy was like, I might be open to pegging because I wrote this thing about pegging and I've never done it. Um, And he's like, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do that. And I was like, all right, maybe. Do you want to peg? I'm, I'll try anything once. Do you want to? I mean, yeah, I I didn't want to until I interviewed all, until I wrote the article. This happens to me a lot with with those with researching these things and interviewing people and once i talked to men about their experience being pegged and women about their experience pegging i was like "Ooh, i might need to try that just once because the women say it's super empowering and the men say that they have a better idea of what it feels like to be a woman and how terrifying it must be to be penetrated like that feeling of Terror when that every woman kind of experiences. I'm sure you, I mean, it is like terrifying. They're bigger, they're, and just, it's just going into your body. It's just a different, totally different. Totally different. Yeah. I think that's why there's always been that weird kind of gray area between like penetrative sex and like oral sex or whatever. Uh-huh. There's that, some people, you know, don't see it as the same as sex or whatever. It, I mean, I'm Catholic, so. I just gave tons of blowjobs until I finally cracked, <laughs> and it was like not. I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm still a virgin, and it's kind of like I think the more is the Mormons, who are the ones that they take it up the butt instead of evangelical yeah, Christians and Mormons. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Across several religions, that's the thing.
1: Yeah. I think I would. Um. I. I like. Uh, I've had gay experiences too, so I. I like getting fucked in the ass, but I'm not gay. But up until this point, it has to be a guy because I like it because it makes me feel like trash. Ah. So I'm not, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, it, it, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem crazy to me.
2: I mean, believe me, no, nothing sounds crazy okay. to me anymore. <laughs> I So heard. I like the
1: dirtiness of it. But if I found a woman, I would never ask a woman to do it though. Because if it, it feels like it would be too, like it, they would do it for a nice reason, uh-huh. but if, if a woman wanted to feel powerful, I, oh yeah, I would definitely do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in the. Yeah. I'm interested in that aspect of it, and I guess every time you put on the dick, you laugh, like there's this, like, <laughs> Woo, <you're> the dick. <laughs> uh-huh. and I have, you know, it makes sense for me because I have just enormous penis envy. I've had it since I was <laughs> a little kid. Me too. If I'm being honest, I definitely do. I've just always been jealous. I've been. I feel like I've resented that I wasn't born a man since like the day that I was born I've just I I've always felt like I I, even my therapist is like you actually think more like a dude than you do like a woman in certain areas and I just feel like if I had that dick that I'm like yeah I would feel like such a rush (laughs) of power I think I would
0: feel very hesitant to do it but but I'm curious.
2: I, I'd be well, curious you want about the, how. You would want
1: the guy to want it too, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. It, it was like.
2: I think I'd be afraid of hurting him. I know. You know? I so, think it it's like, almost yeah. makes you
0: too powerful in a yeah. way. Like in a way, I'm just not. I well, know. you know,
1: all anal sex, you you have to be careful. Like if you're having anal sex with a woman, you don't like just slam it in. You, you know. <laughs> you're, you're not just fucking jam- I mean, you know, I wish I would. I sure didn't know that when I was 21, my yeah, poor girlfriend yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she just ran up the wall, basically. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, you're, everything you're being very careful with. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but both people would want to have to have to want to do it. For that, sure. That would be fun. That would, it would be a fun thing. I'm always looking to add something to fun. That's why I'm glad Butt Eaton got in. Like, rap I started love again.
0: Butt Eaton. Yeah. Do you not? Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm a germaphobe. So I get so I have a really hard time getting out of my head about like that that can't be healthy. Like there's it's really? clean, but there's still got to be some No,
1: nah, I've residue. fully inc- <laughs> I've fully incorporated into all the in my thing now. So you know, titty sucking, vagina eating, butt I'm getting eating so like, hard. All, I'm going <laughs> to leave
0: here in pocket 23. No, I like I
2: like, like- <laughs> park. I
0: like eating ass and then eating pussy. I don't know if you're supposed to go that way, but I'm always clean when it happens.
1: Oh, so do you, but have you eaten ass? Stuart? No. Oh.
0: I feel a little different about that. No,
1: you got to do it. it really? Feel, I, it, I mean, it feels so good, right?
0: Uh, it feels so good, but my ass is okay. like waxed and yeah. I I don't know. You have a couple of
1: cocktails, you know. Turn the lights off, but I mean, I don't make
2: him wash his beard. I, I yeah,
1: I do it all the time. Like it's in my thing now. With whenever we have sex, I'm I'm doing it. But for her, like... And she likes it. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, for her, maybe three times a year.
2: Okay. I can do it. I can do it. I I mean, she'll do do it it. if I ask her anytime. What about finger in the butt?
1: She hasn't really incorporated that. I
2: love the finger in the butt blowjob combination. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: that would be... I'm not really that into blowjobs. It's not really... Yeah, a
2: lot of guys... I was talking to an American flag bathing suit guy, and he's like, "Oh, I've never come from a blowjob." I'm like, "Do guys just say that to try and get blowjobs?" I've come like I totally what if I was do I've come every like time. three or
1: four times from a blowjob, but really, it just takes so long. Oh no! I mean, you know, I that's what the, the best blowjob I ever got was from a guy. So you know what I mean? Uh, that was like the most uh, amazing. But I could think of maybe three or four or five times where it was like, I mean, I could think of the times I came from it. So
2: have you ever been I- with a woman? No, uh, but I do. Because when you said you liked eating pussy, I was like, "Do you eat pussy or you? you oh, like, I meant you like it when I like, like your when he your eats my butt and then he
0: eats my pussy. I've not been with a woman. I think I would try it. I just am
2: not I love inclined. Women. Love it. I've been really wanting like the threesome. That's really? I've been missing like the couple that I wrote about up on the farm. That I was I was like the second wife in this kind of open marriage or whatever but oh my god just the hottest this it wasn't even like the sex it was like it was just the dynamic it was just Uh all the bodies and parts and like and it was different than like a one night thing a one-off it was a lifestyle so it was like every night the three of us were in bed together and every every when i wanted to snuggle with her i could and i would get all my emotional needs from Uh her and all of my sexual ones from him and it was like this works. I feel like if I'm ever to get married again, I I would need a wife. I want a wife and a husband.
1: My my wife and I had a girlfriend for like 6 months. Really? Yeah, and she said but she said she was bi, but she was really mostly gay.
2: And, oh, so she so was so
1: more our into sex, your wife? Yeah, so our sex was like really good for like 3 or 4 months and then you could just kind of tell like She was just, like, into my wife, mostly. But my wife wasn't that. She was kind of a colder person. Mm -hmm. And my wife wasn't that into that. Like, the girl, she wasn't a very good communicator or anything like that. So it kind of, like, it tapered off. We, like, ended up breaking up with
2: her. but How did, remind me, how did your uh, second wife situation It just was, like, organic. It happened. It It was a situation that I was in, and then it just kind of unfolded, and I ended up just staying with them. So I was with one friend, visiting them, and then I just... I was actually having sex with my friend and then he went away and I was supposed to go with him, but I just stayed. (laughs) (laughs) They they poached me. And then were they like, it's time to leave or were you like, I'm over this? I went and came, went back a few times and yeah, I would say it's, it's interesting. It's like different dynamics, two women on their periods, you know, like Ah. sometimes when we were both not, it was like amazing. And then there was one week where we both were and the dynamic was just kind of fucked between all of us and... Um, it's weird being inside someone else's marriage. They've been together for their high school sweethearts. So mm. that was, that's just weird. It's like, I, I was never going to be a priority. And and there I felt like I was always checking in with her and I was always checking in with him and making sure the kids were all, like... There were kids and, and I was always just making sure everyone was okay and never and anyone was like, Hey, how are you doing? What do you need? How about I like and he didn't eat pussy. So I was like,
0: Oh. Two gotta go. two pussies in the
2: equation and not none of them getting eaten. None me getting eaten. Got to go, yo. Yeah. And I um but I love eating pussy. I love it. Love it. I can see why some guys are like pussy hounds. I just love it.
1: Oh yeah, it's the best. And every time you get a new one, you're like, "What's this one going to be like?"
2: That's really the only thing that uh, prohibit
0: prohibit would seriously prohibit me from hooking really? up with a girl. I'd be like, not, "I am I, not. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, I don't want to." You, don't have you can. It. Yeah. It's yeah. Very yeah. generous of
2: you. <laughs> 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 if I'm anything, Please You're I'm yourself. a generous <laughs> lover. <Yeah. it. laughs> I'm sorry, but you can. You can do me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, but I like to give, you know, I w- I've been with women who didn't like to do it, but they, like, they were cool with receiving it, and I enjoyed that. That's a- I'm okay with that. I don't yep. expect it.
1: I don't, yeah, I don't mind sucking dick either. I mean, to me, it's all, I, I know it's so, it's so funny that I keep saying I'm not gay, but I, just to me, it's a body part, and I just want to win like in the bedroom I want to create memories. I want to be a warrior in that.
0: Sophia so. has that same state of mind where she's like I just in, I'm then I know I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so. it's like I don't have that. I just you know.
1: The only thing is I just don't know how long like if I went times I've sucked dicks I don't know like how long I'm supposed to do it for cuz I know I take forever. So I'm just like I don't know. I mean, I'm not that I'm I like turning people on, so that's what I get off on, so. Yeah.
0: yeah. I feel that way with Blowjobs. I like to like be the best,
2: and if me they do. are telling me they never come from blowjobs, yeah. challenge accepted. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's do this. I, I don't care if it takes an hour. I will make you come.
1: But I don't want to. I mean, who cares? at an hour? It's it's too long.
2: I love I love it though. I enjoy it. I like. It I just never enjoy, takes an hour. It never takes an hour. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think I did have, I just, one once I have to close my eyes and like, like focus damn. so hard. To me, it's like I'd rather just get me in that hot push. You know what I mean?
2: Get me in that hot push. Yeah,
1: you slam me that hot push in there. It's all comfort. That's like that's how God intended it. Jesus if, Christ! If you can make, I mean, if, <laughs> if you like, I've had like I said a few blowjobs. One when I was sw- swinging from some woman who was amazing, where it's like, oh my God, I can't! Like I'm gonna come right away. And <laughs> the one older man at a porn shop. Those are the two times. The one
0: that you're bits <laughs> about. Huh? The one that your stand-up is Yeah, the bits about it.
1: It's truly the best blowjob I've ever received in my life. And he tried to give me his card, but I was like, I'm not gay, and I threw it out, you know. But I'm like, God, I should have kept that fucking card. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was going to be the best blowjob of my life. But yeah, that one where it's just stunning. Like, Did oh he have God. teeth? Uh, what do you mean?
0: He wasn't using them.
1: Uh, you,
2: no, I know, but sometimes I hear when you get gummed, like, guys who have had blowjobs oh. are, like, the best blowjobs of their life. I hear a lot of the time that people don't have teeth. Like, oh, they're, they're just, he, like, straight This man in. had
1: teeth. He was a normal, like, oh, okay. looking man. I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a I'm gonna, legend. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm spreading. a toothless man. I'm not going to like let suck my dick, citizen. okay?
2: Oh, that's the line? <laughs> yeah, I'm that's sorry. the line.
1: Teeth, okay? Teeth. Yeah
2: not letting a toothless yeah, man in a porn, yeah, porn yeah, shop Yeah, you're suck not going to get dick. this
1: sweetness, sir. Not without a <laughs> dental plan.
2: <laughs> so funny. I
0: think uh, BJ's and butt stuff is the best way to go out. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good.
0: Bridget, you got to come back Yeah. And check in with us. Oh, my after God, you are going to. Like in three months. Yeah. When I'm rock Amer- bottom. American
1: Shorts guy, I want to hear that update. Oh, God. Yeah. So many. All yeah. right.
2: Bridget, where, so they can find you on Playboy. Playboy, um, yep, yeah, Bridget Fetissey And I'm Bridget Fettesy on all social media. So just. With a P H. P H E T A S Y. Bridget, B R I D G E T. And it's, um. Uh, yeah, I don't use Snapchat, but I have one. And Instagram. You're new I'm on YouTube. Instagram. I mean, I've been on it, I've been squatting on it, but now I'm using it for video and, like, stories, because why not? And Twitter, I love I live there. It's my home, home base. And. I have a Patreon. You can subscribe to that if you really feel like it. It's basically like my online journal and my podcast. I love I want you both to come on it Um, benched podcast with me and Ken Gar and uh, subscribe and all that stuff and give us a listen. It's not as fun as this one. It's more like therapy and sad. <laughs> no, it's very sad, fun. Sad Ken and I just talking about, but we interview people and it's all kind of like're Ken and I are on the bench, so yeah. that's all the stuff. and I'll be around doing stand-up, but you can find that all on my website. It's all you can I'm not hard to find. The
0: internet, guys, makes it real, real easy. Google me. Steve, where are you? Uh,
1: you can find me at Big Hearn on Twitter and hernia on Instagram. And uh, check out my other podcast, Views from the Vista, that's a movie podcast. And Who's Your God, that's a religion podcast I have with A.B. Miller that's new and hot and popping and everyone's loving it. So check that out, please.
0: Yeah. Uh, follow this podcast on at Pod. Um, send us your questions to realitybytespod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to this on and uh, join us again next time. Bye guys.
2: Bye. Ah, another fun interview in the can.
0: Loved having Bridget back on. Love having Steve on, always and forever. And just a quick reminder, you guys, check out the new series, The Bold Type, premieres today, July 11th on Freeform. You guys, have you ever wanted to work at a women's magazine? I definitely have. This is the show for you. Or, If if you're just familiar with the ups and downs of adulting, also a show for you. So check it out. The Bold Type series premiere today, July 11th and Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on Freeform. Check you guys next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.